As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, it is another great day. It is like in the 40s outside. It's very nice. It's very unseasonably warm, I guess, today. So that's nice. It was quite frosty this morning. We had lots of fog actually outside. So it is what it is, but it's a beautiful day. So I went to the gym this morning. I got in my shoulder and leg day today. I know I've been talking about going to the gym a lot today, a lot because it's new. It, 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 it's just part of my routine now. So I, I talk about it on here on the podcast a little bit. So let's jump into what I want to talk about today. And that is Something that I heard on the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast today while I was at the gym, that's why I kind of brought up the gym, is that uh, Brian and Liz did an episode where they were talking about work-life balance and how it's impossible. And I, I kind of disagree. Now, not not to a fully full extent, okay, but they were saying that, um, you know, if, if you have work-life balance which they were saying to have work-life balance, it needs to be, you know, uh, 10% family, 10% work, 10% this, 10% that, equal across the board. And that's not what I'm talking about here, okay? Work-life balance is you're working and then you're done working and you come home and you prioritize your family, okay? So this might... if you heard the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast about, about uh, you know, what I'm talking about here. Now I lost what it's even called. <laughs> Work-life balance. There we go. Um, then then you can disagree if you want to. But this is, this is what I got thinking about when I was doing, when I was listening, okay? So I think that I have pretty good work-life balance. Now, I'm not doing all the things that Brian and Liz are doing or that Brian's doing. Um, You know, he's got his podcast. He's got his YouTube channel. Both of those things, he's doing three videos a week on YouTube. He's doing three podcasts a week. Now, sometimes he's not doing three videos anymore, especially in this time of year when it's, you know, there's nothing going on and there's no snow. Uh, But he is doing as many video uh, YouTube videos as he can. So 
typically he's doing three videos a week. I kind of know his schedule. I, you know, he's had the same schedule for as long as he's been on YouTube. So I get it. And he's, he's grown. He's got a, a, in the lawn care space, he's got a very large YouTube channel. So they got me thinking a little bit because they were talking about how it's it's impossible to have work-life balance. And as I just said earlier, I think I have fairly good work-life balance, but it can always be better. Now, they were saying it's impossible and they don't want it. So I, I get it. They were saying that work-life balance is boring. It sounds boring to them. It sounds like you don't have anything going on, like you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off, so you don't have anything going on. And and maybe I'm I'm putting words in their mouth, and I don't want to do that, but that's 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 what I got from it. That's the the overall theme that I got from it is that if you're not doing if you're not working all the time and and producing all the time, then you're 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 going nowhere. If you're making less than a hundred thousand dollars a year, what are you doing? You know, and I, I get it. I'm making less than a hundred thousand dollars a year. Now that statement, Brian said, you know, that's a hundred thousand a year in the grand scheme of things really isn't a whole lot, and in the business world, it's not. So I get it. I understand. I'm not. I'm not. I'm this. The goal of this podcast is not to tear down what Brian and Liz said. There's two different there's two different schools of thought that you can go with here and either one is fine. Okay? I come from the school of thought where you do need to have your set work time and your set family time. Now, sometimes those get blurred and you can't you can't do both. I get it. I understand. It it is what it is. Sometimes you have to go into family time or sometimes family time goes into work time. I get it. But the the goal here is not to have a perfectly balanced life. The goal is to have to give your family time and 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 really quality time and to give your work quality time. So it's not it's not a balanced life. It's you know where every every aspect of your life gets equal parts. It, that life isn't that way. You, it, it is impossible if you try to do it that way. What I'm specifically talking about here in this episode is between work and your family. Okay. That's what I'm talking about here. You can cut out all the other extracurricular activities, going out to eat, whatever that I don't, I mean, I can factor that into like family time. Okay. But I I really want to to shed some light on what I'm thinking here, because in my mind, as a believer in Christ, as a Christian, it is my responsibility, my duty, my biblical call to lead my family. That is what I am called to do by God. Every husband in America or the world is called by God, whether Christian or non, is called to lead their family. They are the head of the household. The head of the household is not like 
I'm the figurehead, like I'm in charge, like you listen to me or else. It's not, it's not like that. In God's eyes, the head of the household is the responsible one. So the way the household is going, you are held responsible as the head of the household. Now, single mothers, if, if you're a single mother out there and you're listening to this, or single fathers, it, and I, I want to distinguish single mothers and single fathers because if you're a single mother, you are the head of your household. If your husband has died, if, if you've been divorced. Now, divorce is a little different because the husband or the father of these children it gets blurred, but unless he is like abusive and and just a rotten human being that you do not trust at all with anything for any reason, well, first of all, you shouldn't have married him, but that's neither here nor there. If you don't trust him, then he should not be the head of your household. Therefore, you are now the head of your household, which means God holds you responsible for how your kids go. All right? That that's it. God holds me responsible as the head of my household for the way my family goes, for the way my wife goes, for the way my kids go. He holds me the head responsible because I am supposed to lead them. If I don't lead them, I am responsible. All right. That's what I'm trying to get across here. So I just wanted to clarify that. So for me, it is vitally important that I get quality family time. What does that look like in my household? So what it looks like in my household, having two boys and a wife is I go to work all day. So I get home maybe six o'clock from six o'clock on I am focused on my family. So whether it's dinner, which it is dinner, we eat dinner together. We sit down at the table. We're not sitting in front of a TV. We're sitting down at the table. We're eating dinner. We're teaching our boys how to use their utensils, how to be have manners because we have a lady at the table and it's very easy to, to divulge in, you know, bathroom talk at the dinner table. And we do. Okay, we're not perfect. You know, we're there's three boys at the table and my wife and she gets sick of it. But sometimes, you know, we, you know what I mean. So she gets on our case and, and that's on me because I'm the head of the household. I got to regulate that. But sometimes we have a lot of fun at dinner. But so we're 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 spending that time together. And then after that, I am also called not only to spend time with my family and lead my family, I am called to spiritually lead my family. You are too, whether you, you believe in Jesus Christ or not. It is on you. It, it, it doesn't matter. You are the head of the household. God holds you responsible. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. It doesn't. Because... If God exists, he holds you responsible for not following him. If God doesn't exist, 
then okay, you can do whatever you want, I guess. But if he does, then you're going to be held responsible. All right. So in my mind, God exists. And, and not just in my mind, I've, you know, there, I, I believe that God exists. Yes. But I know that I will be held responsible for the way my family goes spiritually. So what we do after dinner, we sit down and we have what I'm calling and what other people call family worship. All right. Now, it doesn't have to be a church service. It's not a church service in our house. What we have started to do, we actually did it for the first time last night, is we sing a song, and then I will pray, and then I will ask somebody at the dinner table if they would like to read a passage of the Bible. And if somebody says yes, then they read that. And then we go into what we call catechism. It's not the Catholic catechism. It is just a catechism that, that uh, teaches us, myself, and our children. It's a kid's catechism, so we're all learning about the principles that are in the Bible. All right, so what is justification? What is sanctification? What what does it mean to be saved? What does what what work did Jesus do on the cross? All that type of stuff. There's like 150 200 questions in this catechism that we go through and we continually go through it. We only do 3 a night. Sometime and we're going to cut that back to 2 because it's taking too long. So that's our family worship. That's what we do. So that is leading my family spiritually. That takes time. So we have dinner from six, probably to like six thirty-seven. Sometimes it's we, a lot of times we try to get started at like five thirty if I'm home, and then we'll that'll end at like six, and we'll my wife will clean up, and so me and the boys will wait around to start family worship, and then we we do that for like thirty minutes or something like that, and then we we basically have. Uh, some shows that we like to watch as a family. One that we're really into is Little House on the Prairie. The reason we chose, like, we watch this type of stuff is because number one, it's clean. Number two, my boys like it. They they enjoy the Little House on the Prairie series. We've watched through the um, the Walton series. They don't like that one as much, but they still liked it. It was a change from from the other. And so we haven't found anything that is that is comparable to those two or three, whatever we've done, shows that are good for kids and adults. So we, we've kind of stuck with Little House on the Prairie. We're watching it the second time through. And it's good. We like it a lot. It was a great show. And it's clean. That's what we're trying to to give our kids. It's not scary. It, it's got some humor. It It's just a good, clean show that us as adults and the kids can watch together. All right. And then we do that. And then the, the boys start bath at 730 and they get ready for bed. So we are spending that time from when I get home till they go to bed as a family. Do I sometimes screw up and, you know, we don't have family worship and, and I continue to work after I'm home after dinner on, on paperwork and stuff like that. Absolutely. 
I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Sometimes things have to be done, and, and that's okay. You don't have to have a perfectly balanced life. Because like Brian and Liz said, it, it's pretty much impossible. You can try, but it's pretty much impossible. But you can have a more balanced life. And so I, I'm sure Brian and Liz would kind of echo this sentiment that the man is the head of the household. He needs to lead his family spiritually. I know Brian believes that. And you you just do what you have to do. Now, I get it. Like I said, balance is somewhat achievable. Now, again, I'm not in full disagreement with, with what Brian and Liz said, so it's not a big deal. It just got me thinking about what I do. And so there is a book out there that I recommend to anybody who's a father or just a husband because husbands need to lead their wives. And so if you have a family or you're married, you need you really I, I would recommend it. I don't want to say you need, but I want I would recommend a book to you. It's a thin book. It's got like 120 pages in it. It's very thin, easy read, but it is in powerful. It is impactful and powerful. It's called Family Shepherds, and it's written by Dr. Vodi Bakum Jr. Okay, you can find it on Amazon. It's cheap. Guys, this book, if you follow what it says, you will begin to transform your life and your family because it it changes the way you think about family time. And it is so important that we, as fathers, as heads of household, whether you're a single mom or a father, you need to understand that you're responsible to lead your family and that's spiritually and otherwise. And so it is so important to, to do this stuff, to teach your children, to train your children in the way they should go. And so I just, it got me thinking about this. And it got me, you know, thinking about how do you have a balanced life or a more balanced life? I don't think of it as a balanced life, but a more balanced life. And how do you get all that stuff to work together? And so those are the first two steps is that you you dedicate your time to work and then you dedicate your time to family. And then everything else is outside of that. So many people today, and this is going to ruffle some feathers, and I understand, so many families today, they spend very little time together as a family. Why? Because they are running their kids off to this sport and that sport and the sport over there and the sport over there. They're, they're running everywhere, 10 different directions, and you don't ever spend time as a family to become a cohesive unit. You don't, you're not spending that time building into them the strong foundation of spiritual truth that comes from God's word. You're not eating dinner around the table. You're, you're running everywhere. Your kids are in five sports and each one is in five sports. If you have two, that's 10 sports and you're both running at different places because 
This one has five different sports that he's doing. He's got five different practices. This one over here has five different practices. So the husband and wife are taking one child and they're going separate directions. You're, you're spreading yourself too thin. And so, so many families don't take this time to eat dinner together, to have family worship together. And then everything else is outside of that. They don't, they don't, they don't do that. They don't eat dinner together. They don't have family worship. They take their kids to church and they throw their kids in the kids ministry because they don't want to be bothered with the kids. The kids are a bothersome thing in the service. So put your kids over here in the, in the kids ministry where we'll, we'll teach them a, a nice little, a little, little Bible story. Your kids aren't learning anything in Sunday school or in kids ministry. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're not. They are not. They're learning cute little Bible stories, but they're not learning the meaning of that Bible story. All right, so I'm going to get off my soapbox on that. But you have to understand that if you're going to try to have a more balanced life, you're going to have to give some things up. Your kids are going to have to give some things up. Maybe they're going to have to drop four sports and only be in one. So that you guys as a family can be together can eat dinner together, can have family worship together and build and learn to be together as a cohesive unit. I mean, look at, look at what happened over COVID where we were locked down. Families were going nuts because they had to spend time together. They're not used to spending time together. They're not used to having to be in the same room with one another. How is that even a family? So you get what I'm saying here. Yes, there, there is a little bit of a more balanced life that we should all strive to achieve. But a balanced life really is pretty unachievable, as Brian and Liz were saying. However, you have to balance the right things. And sometimes you have to let go of some of those things that you want to do to have that more balanced life so that you as the father, the head of the household, can lead your home better. It's about leadership to me. It's not about having a balanced life. It's about family leadership. And so I know this wasn't really a lawn care podcast, but it, it is it is mindset, all right? It's mindset. And this is way more important than lawn care. It's way more important than business. It's way more important than sports. It's way more important than Sunday, Sunday football. It is so vastly more important than those things. So I, I want to encourage you to take a look at your family's schedule and if it's if it's got a more balanced uh, view to it, then great. Maybe you can tweak a few things here and there. But if you look at your family's schedule and every night 
you guys are gone. You're off doing something or one kid's over here doing this. One kid's over here doing this. And you're not spending any time as a family together around the dinner table in family worship. Then that's a problem. And you need to cut some things out of your schedule so that you can have that. Now, is that boring? Does that look boring? Maybe. Maybe that's boring. Maybe that looks boring to you. But I'm telling you, once you get it dialed in, then you can add some more things back in. As long as you are keeping, you're getting your work done, you're you're completing all the business stuff that you need to complete, and you're spending time, quality time with your family, and you're getting that family worship portion in. Those three are the main things. And then everything on top of that is extracurricular. It's extracurricular, which means what? It doesn't have to be done. Your kid doesn't have to be in five different sports. Your kid doesn't have to go to youth group. Shocker. Your kid doesn't have to go spend the night at a friend's house. Most people don't do that today. We did that when I was a kid, but, you know, today most people don't spend the night over at people's houses. But your kid doesn't have to go to that high school party. You have to hone this in. You have to get to that place where you, as the head of the household, are arranging the schedule so that you get those three pillars, those three Vody Bacham calls them stool legs in place. It's a three-legged stool. Okay, so you have to get it done. Guys, I hope this was helpful. I hope this jogs some things in your mind for mindset and and what you can do with your family to, to maybe become a more cohesive unit. Because... It, it is a passion of mine to bring families together, to, to get families working together to, so that they're not spread apart, they're not spread thin. My heart is for your family, for my family to stay together, to not get divorced, to, because, I mean, look at, look at the business landscape. How many business owners are divorced? A lot. That's why I'm talking about this today. I want I want you guys to be together. I want you be, to be able to form a solid foundation for your family. It's it is so important, guys. I, I really hope you feel my heart on this. I hope you see where I'm coming from. And and that's it, guys. Don't forget about that 12-month contract that you heard the ad for at the beginning of the podcast. That is available at the Mowing in the Dark podcast. Go check it out. It's only $5.99. You get to have it for life. You can change anything on it. You can add your logo. You can add all the information you want. It is completely 100% editable. Guys, go get yours today. It is super valuable, especially if you want to make a year-round income like I do. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I hope it was valuable. And that's it. I will see you in the next episode.